Welcome back to FisherLink, a podcast presented by Fisher Inc. Magazine for the Fisher College of Business to highlight stories in and around Ohio State they may not have heard about. My name is Grant Powelson, and I'm the Vice President of Podcast for Fisher Inc. This episode, I'm joined by my co-host, John Olber. Our topic of discussion today is the stock market, and specifically the ongoing battle between ordinary investors and hedge funds, which are actively managed investment funds that draw from a wide range of individual investors to generate high returns and are often loosely regulated. Before we get into the episode, though, it's worth noting that we're not offering investment advice of any sort, and this podcast is for informational purposes only. With that being said, let's dive right into it, John. Now, for those who have just woken up from their Patrick Star-style coma under a rock, let's first go back to early January of 2021, where the spark of the stock revolution began, with the video game mall retailer known as GameStop. As many people may be aware, GameStop's primary business is done face-to-face, so they were hit pretty hard by the pandemic, merely adding on to the damage done by the dawn of the internet. Over the past year, hedge funds and so-called sophisticated investors have predicted that many businesses such as GameStop and AMC, a movie theater chain, would have a hard time bouncing back from the effects of the global pandemic, leading to an eventual decline in their stock price, which is a relatively reasonable prediction these same hedge funds and investors began to take what is called a short position on these stocks, which is essentially borrowing a stock from a stockbroker to sell it at its current price in the hopes that the price will soon fall, usually based on some piece of information that suggests a stock is overvalued. When or if the price falls, the borrower is able to purchase it back at a lower price for a profit, at which point they return the stock back to the lender. But along with this upside, there's also a limitless potential for risk because if the stock price is to increase instead of decrease, as they have predicted, there is theoretically no limit to how high a stock price can rise. Plus, when an investor decides to short a stock, they are required to offer a certain percentage margin to the lender as collateral for the borrowed stock, and the lender can request a higher margin if the stock increases in price. Short positions carry an interest rate, similar to a loan you would receive from a bank, and dividends received from the stock are paid out to the lender as well. The lender may also ask that you cover your position at any time, meaning that you're forced to close out the stock and return it to them whenever they ask. So as you can see, there are numerous downsides to shorting a stock, which are usually enough to deter average investors from doing so. Hedge funds, however, have a much higher risk tolerance, which explains why they are the primary shorters of stock. Another thing to consider too is that to short a stock is essentially betting against the welfare of the economy and the business in question which some may argue is unethical and downright foolish, considering the stock market trends upward, not downward. So the safer bet is to certainly play the long game and invest in stocks that you expect to flourish over time. The increase in the stock price of GameStop and AMC, however, came about not because they have an incredible plan to change their business model to become the next Amazon or Apple, at least that we know of, but rather was triggered by a buying surge from individual investors in rebellion against these hedge funds and large investors who shorted the stocks. What we have here is a classic tale of Robin Hood versus the super rich, a real David and Goliath situation. So get your pajamas on, brush your teeth, and tuck yourselves in, because we've got a great tale to tell. This surge in stock trading began when a user on Reddit, which is a popular online platform uh, for discussion and debate, caught intel about the shorting of the stocks that had begun and shared it with a platform and a group known as Wall Street Bets. This user and many others were outraged by the notion that GameStop, a store that holds sentimental value to them, was declared doomed by the shorters. So they decided to take action and retaliate by buying as much of the stock as they could. This began the process of a short squeeze, 
which occurs when a stock rapidly increases in price, causing traders who shorted the stock to buy it back in order to minimize their losses. Since the higher the stock price goes, the greater their potential for loss. And as more and more shorters brought the stock back, the price only continued to rise. Reddit users incited the buying frenzy by claiming that they would take GameStop to the moon. Quickly, this movement gained traction and caught the attention of celebrities such as Elon Musk, the CEO of Tesla and SpaceX, who's notorious for his satirical tweets. His tweet simply stating, GameStop, that linked the Wall Street Bet subreddit further fueled the fire for the hundreds of thousands of amateur investors. On January 27th, GameStop stock soared to a record high price of $347 a share for a 1,600% increase from three weeks prior, making huge profits for investors who took part in this risky rebellion, in turn causing the large investors who shorted these stocks to realize billions of dollars in losses. According to Business Insider, short sellers are sitting on about $19 billion in losses in 2021 just from GameStop alone. Next day, January 28th, popular stock trading app Robinhood, which has played a key role in making investing more accessible to the common citizen, ironically put a halt on the trading of several stocks, including GameStop, AMC, BlackBerry, Nokia, Bed Bath & Beyond, all of which have been newly dubbed meme stocks due to the nature of their sudden increases in trading. These Wall Street bets Redditors got a taste of hedge fund blood and didn't stop there. Many speculate that these individuals and others are seeking retribution for the financial crisis and stock market crash of 2007 to 2008, in which hedge funds and banks created mortgage-backed securities that were filled with subprime mortgages, a type of home loan issued to borrowers with low credit scores that are at a higher risk to default on their mortgage payments. Mortgage-backed securities allow lenders to bundle loans into a package and resell them. In the days of conventional loans, this allowed banks to have more funds to lend. With the advent of interest-only loans, this also transferred the risk of the lender defaulting when interest rates reset. As long as the housing market continued to rise, the risk was small. Yet, these subprime mortgages were often given AAA credit ratings by the rating agencies, which indicates the highest level of creditworthiness often for fear that the banks would just go to their competition if they didn't rate their mortgages highly. So when these mortgages did default, it greatly decreased the value of these securities, contributing to the economic recession. For more information and a detailed description, I highly recommend the film, The Big Short. There are several rumors swirling around about why Robinhood temporarily halted the ability for investors to continue buying the meme stocks. Many have claimed that Robinhood was looking out for the hedge funds that lost billions of dollars. However, Robinhood released a statement discussing its decision to restrict trading on select securities, in which it wrote that it has many financial requirements, including SEC net capital, obligations, and clearinghouse deposits, adding that some of these requirements fluctuate based on volatility in the markets and can be substantial in the current environment. Basically, they didn't have enough funds at the time for the massive increase in trading. Regardless of the reason, though, this pause in trading angered investors as it went against Robinhood's mission to democratize finance for all. Whatever it may be, it was still interesting to see how quickly a big business can shut down a revolution. Despite the minor setback, meme stock trading is still in full force. One notable example is Dogecoin, a cryptocurrency that began as a joke back in 2013. As we speak, Dogecoin is continuing to rise substantially. At the end of 2020, Dogecoin's stock price was less than a cent, but since then it's quickly risen to over 8 cents. 
While this may not seem like much, it is important to note that this sudden change has been attributed to Dogecoin having a current market value at $10.8 billion. Celebrities' influence on the stock frenzy has continued to be shown as well by the meme legend himself, Elon Musk, as well as Snoop Dogg and Joe Jonas. According to CNBC, Wall Street has had its best week since November. As of today, stock prices are doing very well, and stock indexes such as S&P 500 have reached a record high closing over the past couple of days. This is a good sign because S&P 500 is an index of 500 of the largest publicly traded companies in the United States. This tells us that the market is up higher than usual, which is an exciting time for many investors as the rising stock prices increases the return on investment. Could this be attributed to the trading of the meme stocks? Probably not. Yet, the fact that so many people are trading can be a good sign in the long run as stocks will continue to increase. The past couple of weeks have been really interesting to follow, but it shows just how much influence the people have on the stock market. When people have faith in the market and trade freely, it inspires growth. However, it is evident that rapid growth can eventually be a cause for concern. But for now, Dogecoin to the moon. And that's it for this episode of Fisher Link. Fisher Link is presented by Fisher Inc., the student-run magazine for the Fisher College of Business. I'm Grant Powelson, the Vice President of Podcast for Fisher Link, and I'd like to thank Charlotte Geary, the President of Fisher Inc., and my co-host John Olber for making this podcast possible. If you enjoyed listening, please leave a review, check out our past episodes, and be sure to follow us on Instagram at FisherInkMag for updates on future episodes. Fisher Link is available on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and on go.osu.edu slash FisherInk, where you can stay informed on all things Fisher. Thanks so much for listening, and go Bucks!